Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz, and I've created this show to demystify holistic wellness one conversation at a time. You'll get to know the person behind the practice, what inspired them to express their gifts and talents the way they do, and then we'll dive into their practice for a deeper understanding. There are so many ways that we can heal ourselves and our planet. Why not play in possibility? See what resonates for you. You'll find over three years of archived shows at journeyofpossibilities.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and you'll never miss a show. If you do subscribe, I'd like to ask you to rate us so that others will find our show as well. Thank you so much for that. We'll introduce today's guest right after these messages from our sponsors. Have you ever gone to a social media seminar and you have the online experts telling you, get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good at frying your brain. (laughs) The funny part is, you come back home, you get in front of the computer, and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence. And you know, you probably don't need all of that. Let me go ahead and translate Geek to English for you and show you what you really need because you don't need it all. You probably only need a few components. You have a great message out there and I would like to hear it and I definitely want to help you put it out there. I am Mario Rosales with TechLifeBalance.net. I produce this podcast because I love distributing messages. Let me help you distribute your message. Hi, it's your host, Cheryl Sitz. And when I'm not doing this podcast, I enjoy offering live or remote coaching sessions to help my clients explore their possibilities. Maybe you have a physical pain and you've never really gotten to the emotional root cause. Wouldn't it be nice to be free of that? We can do that together. We can also explore what it is you really want or what's really holding you back and get rid of that too. There's lots we can do together. Contact me, CherylSitz.com. Now on with the show. Until December 31st, we have actually decided to have an ad special for ads on this podcast. So if you purchase by December 31st, buy one, get one free. How's that? This is a great niche audience for you to run advertising and promote your business or your practice or your services. So reach out to us through journeyofpossibilities.com if you'd like to be involved in that. Again, that special is running through December 31st. Buy one, get one free. Today's guest on the show is Christy Ruiz. You'll find her online at christyruiz.com. She's a business, spiritual, and intuitive life coach, offering business coaching in finance, business plans, and project analysis. She's also an expert in the paranormal and investigator of UFOs. Christy's had many articles published. She was a regular contributor on the Indigo Sun, and her financial astrology can be found in our own Journey of Possibilities digital magazine at journeyofpossibilities.com and Small Business Today at sbtmagazine.net. She does private counseling and public speaking for many chambers of commerce and community events, and she reaches a really wide audience by being bilingual as well in English and Spanish. We're grateful she's joining us today in English. Hi, Christy. Hi, so nice to be here with you. <laughs> I know, this is fun. I had the pleasure of meeting you, I don't even know, it's been, I guess, three or four years ago now, and and I got a reading from you, and we had some fun a couple of times since then, but I don't know why it didn't occur to me until now to have you on the show. It's about time. Because you've been so busy, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're here. You're a busy lady, too. You've got a lot going on. I look forward to kind of introducing you to our audience. So can you tell me a little about 
you, the woman, and how you came personally into kind of this pathway of work that you do now? Sure. Um, I was born into a family that it comes through our lineage. So my mom was very intuitive, my brother was very intuitive, and then I was the one who was least intuitive of the three. And since I was born, my mother said I could tell her that I could see spirits and, uh, you know, and I would cry if they were evil ones and that kind of thing. But when I remember the, the very beginning was when I was four years old. And I remember seeing spirits and telling my mother what they looked like and asking her questions of, you know, why? Why are they there? That was the main question. Why are they there? She never could answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, as I grew up, I uh, had uh, constant experiences with my brother. We shared a lot of experiences together, and he could see what I could see, and uh, we could hear the same thing. And um, so we would hear, like, rustling of the wind and, and leaves because we were up north in uh, south side of Chicago. And we would run to the window, and we were like, I was like five years old. He was, he was younger. He was about three, you know. <laughs> but uh, he would run in. He would. We would run to the window, and there was no wind. There was no rustling of the of the leaves, and then the door in our bedroom would slam shut, and we'd scream. We'd run to our bed and then put ourselves under the covers, and then we'd run and tell my mom, and my mom would say, "I didn't hear anything." <laughs> And then we had those horrible times when we were laying in bed and we'd be talking to each other. And we had separate beds in the same bedroom for until I think I was like 10. And uh, so we would talk to each other at nighttime. And then all of a sudden we would feel this pressure come on top of our chest. And we couldn't move. We were frozen in our beds and we couldn't scream. And... Finally, after that pressure would lift, then we would yell and scream and go hug each other and then go tell my mom. Yeah. Wasn't that scary? Yeah, that was very scary. Yeah. We had a lot of scary things <laughs> happen to us. And again, no explanation. She would just come in the room and we'd pray and, you know, we were brought up Catholics and so we would, you know, burn some incense and and that was it, you know, try and go to sleep again. (laughs) We... My mom had a thing about the the uh, paranormal since we were very young. She'd be putting on the radio, and we'd be going, Mom, what you listening to? And she says, well, there's a boat out in Lake Michigan, and they're trying to make contact with a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like 10 o'clock at night, and we're little. You know, we're like 7 and uh, what, 7 and 12 or something like that. But uh, we're, there's uh, seven years difference between my brother and myself. And uh, so we were, you know, we were listening to what she was listening to, and it was fascinating. And then she would put on the movies of Frankenstein and, and uh, <laughs> with Bela Lugosi and all that. And, uh, and being afraid, we'd be crying at the end of Frankenstein, and she'd go, what's the matter with you? And we'd both be crying. Well, because they went after the monster and they killed him. <laughs> So instead of being afraid, we were on the monster side because it wasn't just <laughs> made him a monster, you know. <laughs> 
Wow, you did not have an average childhood, did you? Like in any way, what you guys watched and what mom listened to and all the experiences you were having? Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> we had so many things going on. And then one time my mom was sitting in, uh, we were asleep, and she was sitting in the kitchen, and she said, she told us the next day, she says, you know, I felt like there was an earthquake, and I know there's no earthquakes at that time in Chicago. And she kept feeling her chair moving and her feet were moving, and then it would stop, and then we'd do it again. So it did it like three times, and she finally just got up, and she went to the the uh, living room, and she looked out the window, and she caught the thief stealing my dad's car. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this, this, <laughs> this intuitive <laughs> thing was wow. always with us as we grew up. I mean, I, I told my mom, oh, you know, Tia, whatever the, my aunt's name is, you know, she's going to be dying. And she'd say, well, how do you know that? And I said, because I saw her that she died. And then two or three days later, she would die. Mm. And so we'd see all kinds of things. I remember one time I drove up to the apartment where we were living, and there was a viaduct or a bridge right there. So there's only one way that you could go. There wasn't a two-way street. And as I'm driving up, I yell and scream because I saw this person stepping out into the street. It was a man. And I thought, oh, my God, for sure I hit him. And I screamed, and I closed my eyes, and when I opened my eyes, I could see the man right at my passenger window, and he was translucent, and he wasn't dead. There's no person, no physical person there. Wow. (laughs) Christy, you laugh, and you're so good at all this. Was it always kind of okay for you? Was there ever a time where you're like, this is just too much? Why is this happening to me? When I was young, it was all panic-stricken. It was all, you know, the church tells you, pray more. So we would pray more. But the more I prayed, the better it got. (laughs) The more experiences I had. And uh, my mom had gone to see a priest when I was like nine years old. And she had me sitting out there for four hours. And and she comes out and I said, well, what did he say? What did he say? And she goes, well, he told me I'm not insane and that I should keep praying. I said, for that? I could have told you that. So finally, when I got to be 14 years old, I got together with a friend of mine, and her mom used to read cards. And she read my cards. Her mom was uh, Hungarian. And she told me, she said, you know, this is a gift that you've gotten, and you're going to have it all your life. And I said, a gift? To me, it's a nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know. I don't want to see. And she says, you have no choice. (laughs) And so when she told me that, I said, well, yeah, I waited one more year, and then I started to study. I started to study everything I could, get my hands on all the books and metaphysics and psychology and all kinds of things to try and make sense out of it. And then I started taking classes on how to develop myself because if it wasn't going to go away, then I was going to have to learn to live with it. And the only way to live with it is to find out why I had it in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Did you find that answer in a class anywhere or a book anywhere? Do you have any more answer to that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I went to classes and started finding out that it is a spiritual gift, and it is only given to you because you had made a pact before you were reborn into, reincarnated into this lifetime, that you were going to utilize that gift to help others. And so when I found that out, then I started to study the different tools that I could have 
in how to be able to use it to help other people. And ever since then, I've been doing sessions. I started doing sessions when I was 15 years old. I was the youngest um, person to give conferences in Chicago. Um, and I started doing that when I was doing psychic fairs every weekend uh, for like four years. I would do that every weekend. And uh, I ended up being the first one, the youngest person to do the, the conference circuit in Chicago with Irene Hughes and all these famous people <laughs> and sit next to them. And, and Irene Hughes actually had a clock that would ring when that person's time was up to do the session. And I could not believe that she would cut that person off and just go to the next one. <laughs> no matter where she was in the session, wow. she would just cut them off and go to the next one. And I thought, I could never do that. My heart would break. <laughs> yes. I feel sorry for people. I yes. really get involved with my clients. It's not just the money. It's not just the clientele. It's I really care about their lives. And so I always go that extra mile for them. And uh, even with my students that I've had that I've taught for many years, uh, I will call them if I see them in danger or if I feel something is going to happen to them. And one of the funny things is that happened lately is that about a month ago, my brother called me, and he was really shaken up about this dream he had. And that's unusual for us because we have so many dreams and so many experiences. Not much shakes us up. And unless we really feel that that dream is real and that there's a danger or something, then, you know, it would be something that would shake us up. So he calls me and he says, are you okay? And I said, yes, I'm okay. Why? Why are you asking me that? And he says, well, I see you in my brother-in-law's car, and you have an accident, and my brother-in-law got hurt. And I said, well, no, so far I'm fine. As far as I know, he's, he's okay, but uh, I haven't heard from him. I said, so I assume that he's at work. He's okay. So then two days later, my car gets hit, and I have the accident. And so I called my brother back. I said, isn't it nice to know you still have the ability? And he is an archbishop of the Anglican Church now. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's wild. I told him, I said, see, just because you did that, didn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to drown it out many years. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> The more you pray, the stronger it gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, your prayer's being answered. Just don't, you have no idea what that's going to look like, right? Probably the opposite of what you think it's going to look like. That's funny. Exactly. <laughs> so those are some of the things that have happened to me throughout my life. And my mom, I used to tell her, you should write this stuff down. You could do journals. <laughs> there were so many experiences she had. But she didn't. She never did. And um, so to this day, we haven't written down all the stuff that we grew up with with her. But she had all the time different situations happening to her. But now I like the fact that I can really see the help that I can give other people. And it's, it's really amazing because I know you yourself do a lot of counseling and you know, it's amazing to see the people that we have helped in the past come back. Yes. To my clients, I'm sure as yours, are, you know, like 20 years, 30 years my clients. And they question the, you know, the time period. How long have we known each other, you know? 
<laughs> because they keep coming back. And now I'm getting to see, you know, I'm 67 years old now, and now I get to see the grandmother that I started with, <laughs> the mother, <laughs> wow. and the daughter, and now the granddaughter. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> All those generations? What a trip. And, like, and I'm still counseling the family. And it's just amazing. Well, you know, I I want to tell you that one of the best things that you ever shared with me, because I haven't been practicing nearly as long as you have, my gifts came or I became aware of them much later in life and I've been developing them much later in my life. But I met you very early on in that process. Thanks to Bonnie Carpe, who's introduced me to so many of the guests that we've had on this show. And she's wonderful. (laughs) She's amazing. And when I met you and we had that session you said, you know, or or it came through my lack of confidence in my gifts. And you said, practice, practice, practice. The confidence comes the more you practice and realize how authentic they are. And, and it's so true. So I just wanted to say that for anybody else that might listen and wonder about their own gifts. The more I can practice, the more confident I become that those are really gifts and, and intuition and the divine working through me. Definitely true, and also the meditation, because all of my students, they all want to know, how can I get there? Well, the only way you can get there is through starting out through meditation. Do you find that the same way? Yes, even if, for me, sometimes it's it's nature walks, it's more of like a walking meditation or something, but yes, it's getting quiet and clearing the mind so that the voice right. can come through, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we can do it so many different ways, there's so many tools and so many ways to do meditation, But, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're doing Tibetan or Egyptian or... It doesn't matter. That does not matter. That does not take anything away from it. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about some of your favorite ways to work with people because you've got... You're certified in everything. Christy, I went on your website and it's like, oh my God, I could spend the whole show just reading your credentials. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because of all the years I've been doing it for so long. Yes. But... uh, Yes, I have uh, tools where I utilize Reiki, Reiki Master. I have uh, pranic healing. Uh, I do um, a lot of energy work. I do a lot of distant healing also with my clients. Um, I do, I really analyze them and to see what they need. A lot of times I get clients, like I'm sure you do, that are very confused. They know they need help, but they don't know what they need. Right. And you have to single out, is this something that's mental? Is this something emotional? Is this something spiritual? Or is this really something physical? And when you separate them, then you're able to see clearer the pathway of what is the root of the situation, what's causing it. And that's the way that you can help the person the most than just doing an overall. It's really to separate and get down to the details of what is really going on with them. And so many people get um, misinformation, not just from doctors and friends and family members, but even themselves, uh, where they get confused of what it really is, the situation. And so it really helps for us to give them that opportunity to see those different facets of their life so that they can see where this is all coming from. Well, when you say separating them, like what's mental, what's physical, what's emotional... (laughs) Being able to identify um, which areas, like a lot of times you'll see a lot of stress with the person, but is that emotional stress or is this coming from work or is this coming from the relationship that they're in or is this coming from their childhood? Where is this all coming from? 
And is it mental or is it something? Sometimes people stress out and they're stressing themselves out. <laughs> and they're not even aware of it, you know, yes. where they're worrying about something so much that they keep reliving all the negatives that could happen with that situation. And then the stress is not coming from the situation. It's not coming from someone else. It's from them reliving this negative thing. Yes. And so it's their own negativity that's creating the stress. And so unless you point it out and bring it out so they can see it, what they're doing, then they'll never be able to release from it. Yes. And the same thing with the emotions. A lot of emotional situations will arise when a person gets married because those emotional situations were there when their childhood, but were never attended to because it was always covered up with other things. But now that they're in a one-in-one relationship, now it surfaces. And so they don't know where that came from. Right. And so you have to go back to their childhood and go back to what had happened at that time that created that situation. Don't you find that a lot of the time the physical is tied to the emotional, that it be, would be hard to separate the two? Well, that's the problem most people have is they can't separate it. But uh, because of my intuitive ability and the tools that I use, I can separate that and be able to show them exactly, backtrack it from where it is now to where it was or where it came from. And then it's much easier for them to deal with it, much easier. So like you have so many people that have so much grieving that they do because somebody has died in their life that they loved. And then you find out that it really wasn't that. It's their own inner fears that they're afraid of being by themselves right. and not having that partner with them anymore. And that's what's creating all the stress and all the, that they can't let go of the death and accept it of that person. Yes, that makes sense. So it brings a different viewpoint to the sessions and totally changes it very much so. Is there one yeah. thing that you notice you're getting a lot of calls for, like, in the current time now? Is there something that is yeah, emerging right as a now thread? It's so exciting because I'm finally getting people that have never had a dream, never have had an impression. Now they're calling me, Christy, I'm having dreams. What is going on? I never used to remember my dreams, and now I have dreams that I remember, or I had a psychic feeling about something. And I say, oh, I'm so happy for you. This is because the shift of consciousness is happening, and you're finally getting in tune with that shift of consciousness. And the shift of consciousness that, of course, our Mayan brothers spoke to us about back in 2012 was about the awakening is that everyone will have intuitive abilities. It's no longer going to be just a few. Now it's everyone. And there's a reason for it, because there's a harmonization of the planet and of the galaxy that is happening with the planet Earth. Can you speak to that a little more, please? We haven't really touched on that much on this show yet. Oh, okay. Yes, there's a a great harmonization that is happening. It's a great awakening of the people of the planet Earth. And the awakening is happening because we're now being able to receive more spiritual light from the galaxy. Plus, we're also receiving more awareness to take care of the planet, which is something our indigenous families and brotherhoods have always told us, not that we paid any attention to them, but (laughs) (laughs) to save the 
water, to, to not harm the planet, to bless the planet for which we are living on. And so now as the consciousness begins to change toward that direction now, and as we can see, the governments, different governments in, in the world are beginning to fight the old guard, the way that things used to be run, and they want more freedom, more independence. Now that's beginning to change, and as that changes, we're going to go into the time period of harmonization, where there's not going to be that control, the manipulation that we've had for so many years, and there's a great battle going on with our UFO brothers, that there are some that want to keep us enslaved and others that want us to have our freedom and be able to create this beautiful planet back to its normal state so that it can harmonize with the other planets in the galaxy. I've been and reading so a lot about this. You know, it's interesting. We just haven't had much of that thread on the show yet. and But I think yeah. it's not that different. You know, we've really gone more into like the healing arts and... Uh, intuition and all of that but from everything I'm reading it's all connected all of those healing gifts and all of that energy work is very connected to what's going on galactically how do you kind of give voice to that Definitely, because if we're not in a higher frequency of consciousness, then we're not able to tap more into these spiritual gifts. And if we're not able to tap into those spiritual gifts, then we're not able to make communication with other entities and other planets and even within our own planet there are many entities that are here and for us to be able to create a harmonic uh, resonance with them and be able to associate and be able to live together well and then also helping the galaxy as far as bringing up this planet from the negative state that it's in into a positive state and having a lot more light and energy with it, it's going to help the whole galaxy. And everything right now is focused on planet Earth. So the other beings from other planets are focusing on our planet to see what's going to happen. Are we going to be able to take this massive job on and be able to get it done? Well, and I love reading about how there's so many other beings that are within our energetic field that want to help us, but because of free will, we have to ask them. And I read that for the first time probably five years ago in more of a galactic sense. And I've really tapped into that. And I'm amazed at the help that comes through for me in my daily life. So, oh, definitely. And that's interdimensional. So we have many, many dimensions that we're working with. I know you are as well as I am. And so that the information is uh, very helpful because it comes from different dimensions so that we can do more with our abilities to be, be able to help others with those different dimensions. Yes, because there, there are, the help is coming to us from those who have done better and know better, right? That, that, are, that are where we're trying to get to or beyond. Uh, already been through the darkness and broke through Yay. and their planet is now in a higher level of um, of energy so therefore now they're trying to help others who are entrapped in all the negativity to be able to come out of it you explain it so well seriously i've talked to some people who go so off on a tangent that i have no idea what they're talking about after five minutes you do such a great job of bringing it into just very simple terms to understand thank you for that Oh, thank you. No, it's a, it's a, it makes it, a lot of times I've heard other people speak about it, and they make it sound so 
so conflicting, so difficult to understand. And it isn't. It's just uh, being able to bring up that consciousness, which I've been working on, around radio programs and uh, like your program and and being able to help people to be able to recognize that we have to elevate our frequency and as we elevate our frequency we're also elevating not just our consciousness but our whole dna yes and as we do that that means that we're going to be less receptible recept um less um less apt to get sick less apt to be able to fall into all the geo-nano damage that they're trying to do with us, we're able to withstand that. Our immune system becomes much stronger, and so therefore we're not able to be uh, eliminated as easily. Well, that's that's a good thing. <laughs> uh-huh, and it also helps to bring in more of the light from the galaxy, which as we pull upon that light, then that also helps to strengthen us and to protect us. And that gives us, as far as many times, a lot of the beings say that our planet is very dark, looking at it from other planets. But those little spots of light they can see on our planet and they know that those people are the ones who have been awakened those are the ones who their consciousness is now they're able to travel whether it's mental or astral but they are able to travel and of course a lot of us as you know we can do the manifestation and uh, the um, into another planet or into another dimension I'm reading about that right now, actually, about how part of our daily meditative intention, how we can benefit from directing our energies to be able to move between the dimensions where we exist in other forms and pull those aspects of ourselves in that are ready to come into the light and hold that light for those aspects of ourself. Can you explain that a little bit in your terms? Yeah, it's very important because as we enter into that dimension, we the tools that we have now in our third dimension are now amplified. And I think a perfect movie for that scenario is Doctor Strange. Oh, what a great movie. We just saw yes. it. <laughs> if anybody wants to learn more about that, go see that movie. <laughs> yes. And the 3D is awesome, too. I highly recommend it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that is great because that is actually a visual of exactly what we're talking about. Perfect. Perfect. And it time. is just awesome. They did such a fabulous job. I went to see that movie. I didn't have much hope for it. <laughs> but when I started to see it, I said, oh, no, this is fantastic. Yes. Uh, and it would be something I would love to share with all my students. Of course, I tell them, just go see the movie. Yes. <laughs> You'll yes. understand. <laughs> and you owe it to yourself, really, right? Because it's also fabulously yeah. entertaining. I just loved it. Definitely, because it speaks to those things that are non-tangible. We can, most people do not see what we see. And so therefore, they put all the technical illusions and what they did with the movie were fantastic because it showed exactly what we see and what we feel. And I just thought it was was just magical. Magical was what it was. Wow, wonderful. Well, I want to shift gears just a little bit while we still have time and and touch on your business coaching because we elaborated on that a little bit in your bio. So as an entrepreneur or as a business professional in any walk of life, what kinds of things could you help me with from that standpoint? I do a lot of networking. And as a matter of fact, that's how I met 
Bonnie Carpe, (laughs) (laughs) our mutual friend. (laughs) And she is a wonderful networker, and uh, I've learned a lot from her. I have a lot of contacts, great contacts from her. And uh, she continues to be so awesome. She has a beautiful ability to bring people together that need to be together, that need to meet each other. Yes. And uh, when I go to do networking, I network with the Asian community, the Anglo community, Hispanic community. And when I do that, I uh, look to see what people need. I offer them what they need. And that's such a different take on networking and on business because business, usually they put a business card in front of your face and they say, call me. Yes. <laughs> yes. And because I'm looking at it from a holistic point of view, I'm looking at it, what is it that you do and how can I help you do it better? Right. And that's the whole thing so that I can give them referrals so that I can direct them into the right uh direction as far as their career path that they've chosen is concerned or their business how can they better that business how can they make changes that they need to make and so i will do that in conversation as well as if i do a session for them a session is a lot more personal because then i'll tell them you need to do this to change this to be able to get this outcome And I have seen the trend of business, corporate America, change, which is also very exciting to me because uh, I didn't think I'd see it in my lifetime, but it is happening where a lot of these major corporations are saying, we have so much money and profit, let's take that profit and put it back into the community where we have our company. And that uh, is a great feeling to see them actually do that with the profits, where before they would just fill their pockets more. Yes, I agree. And so I can see that. And I can see the uh, CEOs and CFOs of the companies changing their attitude and, uh, and their thinking as far as their employees, as far as their impact on the community, and what their impact does as far as their company is concerned. And so I have seen a lot of companies change their their uh, perspective and their view to be able not only to make money, but make more money and do it in a healthier way. The emergence or the merging of consciousness with business is what you're describing. Definitely, yes. Wonderful. I see that a lot more than I did before. And that makes me very happy. Yes, you know? ma'am. <laughs> me too. And all our work is not futile. <laughs> it's not for nothing. <laughs> it really is. Uh, uh, it really has been working, and it, uh, people are really getting the message now. And you can see it a lot more with a lot of big, huge Fortune 500 companies that would never consider it. Now they're think, taking a tech, second look at it and saying, well, yeah, maybe we could do something like that. <laughs> well, and, and we've I, seen how companies here, even in town, you know, in Houston, we've seen uh, like um, Mattress Mac, you know, look how well it's done for him. Yes. He has done a lot with the community, and the community has stood by him through his fire of his business and uh, has continued to, to help him rebuild and continue his business. And I think that's a beautiful expression. I agree. Well, and I think it's interesting that you came up with this merging of the Zodiac with financial forecasting to it. So it's kind of financial astrology. How, how does that work? How did you do that? Well, I always was asked upon radio and television programs, Christy, tell me about my love life. Tell me about my health. 
But nobody ever asked me, tell me, what do the stars show for my economy, for my budget, for my business? They've never asked that. And I thought, well, how strange is that? (laughs) (laughs) Because there are certain planets that are your money planets, like Jupiter, Neptune, uh, Saturn, you know, that you have to watch for. And uh, so those planets are very important. And depending where they are and how they're influencing us, as well as the moon, uh, Mercury retrograde. Everybody knows Mercury retrograde when it does its uh, its thing. Uh, they know that they're going to have problems with computers, communications. Uh, so they're you know so a lot of people are already used to that, but they don't know how to offset that. And there are ways to be able to offset that negative influence into something positive. I love it. I love your when, your forecasts. They're very helpful. Well, when you look at Mercury, Mercury retrograde. Thank you. Uh, When you look at Mercury retrograde, uh, that is the time for you to rethink your plan. So don't just submit your plan the way it is. Rethink it. That's your chance to make any alterations or changes. And the same thing with your emails. Make sure you check that email, not just that you sent it, but that it actually was received. Isn't that important? We don't do that enough. We think if we hit send on something, we assume the other party got it. And so often they don't. We're in such a hurry, hurry, fast, fast-paced business that we just send it out and assume that that person received it. And I, do that as well as you do, we do confirmations. If we set up an appointment or whatever, we do confirmations to make sure that that person's still on the same page. Yes, very important. Make sure <laughs> there's actual is, two-way yeah. communication going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very, very important. Uh, And I thank you for the opportunity of allowing me to speak to the people that are um, interested in all these things, to be able to give them a broader awakening of so much that is out there. They have so many things that they can actually now participate in and become responsible as far as our soul journey. You know, people think that the soul journey just deals with where we're going with our soul. No, we also have a responsibility to this planet, to this universe, and how, what is our input going to be in the bigger scheme of things. And I don't think enough people have taken up their cause of what they need to do. And they're just beginning to awaken to that, that they actually do have a personal responsibility to this planet. Absolutely. Yes, we do. And, and you know, she takes such good care of us for us to forget about her so much, doesn't oh, she? Oh, she sure does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And how we mistreat her, the poor thing. <laughs> I know. And, of course, we're going to see a lot more uh, behavior with our, our earthquakes. And, and I want a lot of people to remember that, you know, they look at it as a negative. I always look at the positive. Yes, it's negative if you're on the border and that's where the earthquake is hitting. Yes, that's a negative. But the positive is that the earth is only cleansing itself. Yes. There is no company, there is no country on this planet that can cleanse the planet the way the planet can cleanse itself. And that's the same thing with our physical bodies. There's no one that can heal you better than yourself. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's a perfect uh, scenario. And uh, so as the planet does all this acting, 
lifting up and shifting of plates and, and shifting of waters. And yes, there's a tsunami. But what happens after the tsunami? There's a cleansing of all that water, of everything that was there, and then the oceans deal with it. Somehow, somewhere, way down there, <laughs> there is a cleansing plant that's cleaning it all off. And gosh knows we really need a lot of that cleansing. Yes, yes we do. Wash away that negativity. <laughs> Definitely. So we need to get off the coast to make sure we don't get washed away with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good practical advice. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful to be able to walk out your door and walk down uh, half a block and you're right there at the oceanfront. Oh, I love that. But it's not logical right now for these times. Yes. (laughs) That's exactly why I don't live at the ocean. I would love to live at the ocean. I started to buy there and then went, Cheryl, that's just not, you know better. You know right now that is not a good plan. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, Christy, this has been so fun. I could talk with you all day long. And I want to say your website again is ChristyRuiz.com. But I guess it's time for us to wrap this up. So I like to ask all of my guests at the end, if you have a parting thought that you'd like to leave us with today. Love and light. That's the most that we can give. It's the most that we can receive. And so love and light. Focus on that. How can you give it to someone else? Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been delightful. Thank you. It was a joy. Would you like to be a guest on Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note at info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.